our philosophy is that you just need to eat whole or very minimally processed fruits and vegetables and of course seeds and legumes um, and and complement those with the nutrients that may be um, impossible or hard to find or easily found but blocked by you know something in terms of absorption like i mentioned phytates and zinc mm -hmm. so it's difficult for us to really produce more um, products that's why in four years we've really only produced two or three if you count our, our spray um, it's because we believe strongly that fruits and vegetables is really all you need to be healthy um, and then complementing with those nutrients is really just the insurance policy and I'm your host Christina. Welcome to another episode of Follow Your Kind podcast, friends. So this week we have Matt Tolman. So some of you may have heard of Matt Tolman. He's the co-founder of The Complements, the vegan supplement nutrition company that produces this really cool vitamin that basically combines in one all of the vitamins that we vegans, plant-based nutritionists need, uh, as well as really everybody, um, because vegans are not the only ones that should watch their B12. But basically Complement is... Um, a combination of the your essentials, the B12, D3, DHA, EPA, and they also added some of the other things that are a little harder to absorb. So the iodine, K12, zinc, magnesium, uh, selenium. That way, you can still eat your whole food plant-based diet and complement that. Hence the the name of the company uh, with some of the essentials, just more of uh, as an insurance policy, uh, as Matt says. Uh, Matt is also the managing partner at No Meat Athlete. I'm sure all of you know uh, about Matt Frazier's and, and Matt Tolman's amazing platform with tons of resources. And if you don't, please go check out nomeatathlete.com right now. Again, amazing source of information. And Matt is also co-founder for 8020 Plants, which is this new cool platform that basically helps people transition to mostly plant diet. They have the group support, the, the registered dietitian who is basically on standby for any questions that you may have. They have tons of really cool um, resources like recipes and, and meal plans. And they also have uh, a lot of really cool things that kind of help you change and track your behavior and build habits. So I think it's a genius app. You should go check it out, 8020 Plans. So why did I invite Matt Tillman on the podcast? Well, I have heard his episode or I have heard his story a few years ago now on another podcast from good friends of mine, Aaron and Jackson. Uh, shout out to you guys if you are still listening. Uh, they used to have this amazing podcast, um, Food for Thought. Uh, I think they're, they're doing amazing things. They moved on and they're doing amazing things right now in different realms. Uh, I believe Jackson Long still hosts uh, another podcast. It's called Flow. But um, they both are just amazing, really, really cool people. I heard Matt Tillman on their show and he was telling his story and what inspired him to start the supplement nutrition company and uh, he was uh, talking about the values that are very important to him um, as such as transparency and such as really believing in the quality of the product and also uh, posting or, or disclosing all of the results from the third-party testing and such and also just how much thought and how much effort really has to go into making the quality nutrition supplement that stands, uh, stands the quality controls that we would like to hold ourselves against, especially if we're ingesting 
medicine that our bodies are, are giving it to our children or to our family members. So I was really, really inspired by his story. I was really inspired by his dedication to the quality of the product that he was producing. And I became a customer since then. So I've been taking this vitamin for over two years now. Um, actually, it'll be interesting to see. I actually got another order of lab work uh, just to see where I stand. Uh, I like to check it once in a while. Last time uh, I was all good. My B12 is good. Uh, my iron is good um, with my blood, but I'll, I'll, I guess I can keep you guys posted if how my results come back. It will be interesting. Anyway, so I've been taking this vitamin for, for a while. I am very happy with it. Just to be clear, also, I'm not taking any, I'm not getting any money from them or I'm not benefiting in any way from their company. I just really am a fan of their product. So I thought it would be really cool to reach out to Matt Toma and maybe get some updates since it's been a few years since I last heard him. Maybe get some updates on where he stands, uh, learn a little bit more about his personal story and how he got into a uh, nutrition supplement company and all the other companies that he built. He's, he's truly a serial entrepreneur in the vegan community. So I, uh, I really enjoyed the conversation with him. See, he's super, super, super bright, uh, smart, witty guy who is also very, very dedicated to what it is that he does. And I just really, really appreciate that he was uh, kind enough to dedicate an hour of his time to the conversation for our show. So I hope you enjoyed as well. And if you have any questions, suggestions, and other guests that I should bring um, or questions from Matt, um, you can drop uh, comments on uh, if you're listening to social media. Maybe you could leave a review on your uh, favorite platform that you're listening to this podcast to, or you can email me at Christina at followyourkind.com. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. Eat a bunch of plants and supplement and complement wisely. And we're live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Follow Your Kind podcast. Today we have another episode, and I am so excited to welcome on the show uh, Matt Tolman. Matt is a plant advocate, a successful entrepreneur, a wonderful dad, and a husband, an athlete. And he is also an, a person behind several vegan plant businesses, with one of them being Complement, the nutrition supplement company. He's also a managing director for No Meat Athlete and as also a co-founder for the 8020, another really cool plant-based uh, support coaching business that we can get into a little bit later. But very thankful for your time today. Welcome on the show, Matt. How are you doing? Thanks, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to tell my story. And uh, I'm so sorry, Christina. We might want to start from the top because my air conditioning kicked on and that was probably really loud because this mic is great. No, I actually I actually really love that. Can we keep that? <laughs> That's always gets, get, makes for a good icebreaker. <laughs> oh man. Okay. It's your podcast, but everyone, I apologize to the audience. I have a little checklist. Um, and uh, the, the power of checklists should not be underestimated. Um, but you have to actually look at the checklist to remember what is on there. And I did not. So, you know, lights, camera, you know, got to double check everything. Turn off the uh, air conditioner, um, which I almost never have on. And I don't know why that just popped on. But anyway, so I apologize for that. No problem. Maybe because it's, 
summer. But for those who are listening, unfortunately, you cannot see the video being recorded, but we have beautiful lights on Matt. So he looks wonderful. You may not hear him well, but he looks wonderful. <laughs> well, I very, very much appreciate that. Just kidding. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, and Matt, I think uh, we chatted just a little bit before the show, but I always love to start with uh, the with your personal story and what motivated you to to do the things that you do today and be at the place where you are today and i know that um from a little bit of doing my research and then you, I, I know that you have been a successful entrepreneur before starting complement and but you were mostly focused on on, on education and, and technology can you share with the listeners how uh and when did the the point the, the change happened and how you kind of dropped to where you were at that point and started on this pursuit of this new career? Sure. Um, and thank you for the question. And again, the opportunity. Um, uh, my background, as you mentioned, um, I actually started in the policy realm. So I was trained as a uh, social science major, uh, which has absolutely no use in, in business um, on its surface. But I really encourage undergraduates actually in hindsight um, to expand their minds with anything except a uh, business degree. Uh, everything I've learned, I think um, I, I could have picked up on, on the job, um, but the skill sets that you get from expanding your mind is, is so much more valuable. Um, but I quickly learned while working in a uh, policy, um, a think tank uh, policy role, um, I wasn't really cut out for that world of thinking, reading, and writing. Um, I really wanted a little bit more action. Um, I wanted to do something about these things. I didn't want to just read about the problems and synthesize uh, an explanation or, or, or propose a solution. I wanted to actually go do it, right? Um, and so quickly, um, I sort of pivoted my career to venture capital. I was really lucky to have connected uh, with some folks who took a chance on me and mentored me, um, and I invested other people's money. Uh, but still, I found myself um, you know, saying, hey, we got some big problems, and I would like to do something about it. I don't wanna just invest in people doing something. I wanna be that guy. Um, and so I started pitching my own ideas about education, and uh, one sort of took hold, uh, it was a pretty basic idea, and that is transition uh, schools, classrooms, away from textbooks um, towards technology-driven teaching and learning. Um, this was, gosh, I think maybe 10 years ago at this point, um, uh, but the reality is that not a lot has changed. There is still a vast uh, disconnect between the classroom and the way we all operate, Admittedly, I've been disconnected from, from that, so uh, maybe that's changed. Um, I certainly know it's changed in large part due to COVID-19 and the pandemic and people changing the way, so maybe that'll be a catalyst. Um, but nonetheless, you know, uh, I still think that there's a, kind of an antiquated approach to education, and that's what we really set out to fix. Um, so we did hardware, software, wireless infrastructure, professional development, whatever it took to help transition a school to, like I say, from wherever they were to a more technology-driven teaching and learning environment. Um, 
from there, we merged uh, the company and I uh, ended up spending about 30 days supporting a loved one in what I would learn was end of life care. Um, and that had a real impact on me in the sense that I uh, had so many questions about life. You know, I was um, so driven just to um, perform in my work, you know, and, uh, and kind of follow the steps in terms of what I thought was right um, for your career, I never really stopped to say, you know, hey, is this is this healthy? You know, what does healthy even look like? You know, and and what I really learned was that I had been focusing on education for five years without really understanding that the most important education that we can give our kids, give our next generation, give ourselves. Um, is really, you know, how, how do you be healthy and happy? <laughs> um, and so I spent about two years researching everything there was um, related to those subjects. Uh, I mean, I went really deep into, you know, cellular senescence and, you know, the genesis of cancer all the way to the very basics, which is, you know, why do we get heart disease? You know, um, three out of four of the leading causes of death in America um, are related to your lifestyle and primarily diet, right? Um, you can't fix accidents, which is one of those leading causes. But the other ones, you know, cardiovascular, cerebrovascular, you know, these things are directly tied to what you eat. And I came out of that uh, research period with a real understanding that I wanted to dedicate my career um, to helping spread that knowledge um, and doing what I could to, you know, like I say, um, address some of those leading, you know, very destructive and very common diseases that we all face as a, as a nation, but more globally even. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And I want to expand on that just a little bit more because I think the way that you're, you're telling the story, it almost makes it seem easy and kind of naturally unfolding how those things and motivations and that research just fell into your lap. And just knowing and again, listening to some of your previous podcasts, I know that's not as easy as you make it sound to be. And from from what I remember, I think that that month of caring for the loved one that you did not expect to be that long really, really made you stop and reconsider and pause in your life and the direction that you were taking. And I also want to commend you for your um, curiosity and then relentlessness uh, of the fact that you did go and follow down to the, to, to, to find the questions for all of the answers that you were seeking uh, uh, answers to, um, as well as just kind of reconsidering what truly is the meaning of the, the path that each of us takes. So I think that takes, that takes a lot of courage and a lot of effort. Well, thank you for saying so. You know, I have, uh, before we, we started recording, you and I were talking about the pictures on my wall. And one of my other heroes is Einstein, um, not for his um, uh, discoveries in physics, um, but he was a real humanist and a brilliant thinker, you know, and really informed a lot of how I look at the world. Um, and one of the, the quotes I love from him is that, you know, he has no special talents. He's just passionately curious. Um, and I think that's what you should really try to nurture in young people, in ourselves, you know, however old you are, actually. Because um, if you're not curious, then, you know, like, there, there are just huge limitations to where you can go. Um, and so, you know, you commend me, but to me, I actually look at it as a disorder. 
Um, and if you ask my wife, she'd probably agree with me um, because, you know, I, I just get fanatical about, you know, trying to figure something out, you know, um, and I can go down very deep rat holes as a result, but it's just because I'm really curious and the answer is out there, you know, it just might take time to find it. <laughs> I love that. I really love that. And I love Einstein as well. I, I'm going to need to look up the quote and put it on my wall. Um, okay. So I know that during that research period that, that you took the month or maybe the, the years that followed, one of the books that you discovered was The China Study by uh, T. Colin Campbell. Is that kind of, was that your, your first introduction to unlocking the, the secrets of the plant-based nutrition? You know, uh, gosh, it was uh, six, seven years ago at this point, I think. Um, so I, I, I will commend all of the forefathers. You know, I think John Robbins, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be um, friends with his son, Ocean, their business, um, you know, uh, Food Revolution Network produces such great content. Um, you know, I think Joel Furman, uh, and obviously, T. Colin Campbell, um, you know, some of, those are some of the names that come to mind. Um, Dr. Joel Kahn has produced, uh, you know, great literature on this stuff. Um, but I think what's, what's the, the point to hit home is that um, they're all singing the same chorus. And, and to be a little bit more, um, you know, maybe uh, uh, interesting for our listeners, um, I would say that the thing that stands out is, they're not saying that much different than any of the paleo people or the key. Well, maybe the keto people they are kind of crazy. Um, but, but, but there is like just incredible consistency and scientific agreement around the concept that fruits and vegetables largely due to their high fiber content, their water content, their lack of a lot of things that you might get from meat. You know, they're just a really healthy thing to base your diet around. And I think that truth gets lost so much in the dogma and extremism related to eating. Um, so, uh, yes, T. Con Campbell, you know, it's always easy to look back at history and say, like, wow, those revolutionaries, they were brilliant. But, like, in the moment, you know, they were ostracized. You know, and it's like there's a great quote that I'm going to miss, but it's like, you know, history loves to celebrate revolutionaries or, no, what is it? Uh, revolutionaries are celebrated once they're dead, you know, in the moment, like everyone hates them. Or, you know, there's some other poetic way, but, but yes, he definitely uh, was a catalyst and, uh, and should certainly be commended for his leadership in this space. So what are, what is the, the, the path forward after that looks like? Uh, you discover the, 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 all the pillars of the health and you get into the science of how to stay healthy and, and, and well, how, where does the idea for the supplement company gets born? Well, I think it started off uh, with the basic concept that there should be a way uh, to, I don't know what the word is, uh, design a perfect life. Um, and I don't mean life in the bigger sense of purpose and spirituality. I just mean, you know, as a human, right, we, we, we're really smart, right? We've split an atom. We're talking about putting people on Mars. Like, shouldn't we have the basics pretty much figured out by now? Like, how do you actually human successfully, you know? And, <laughs> 
you laugh, but I've I've got a 300-page manuscript that I've yet to uh, do anything with because I got sidetracked uh, with these businesses. But the the title that I literally uh, um, one of many uh, you know is how to human right? Like it's a basic concept, but we are never taught. Like here is here's the best approach, right? Scientifically, and there's a lot of clinical evidence that we know. Right, but but again, without getting into why it's it's hard to say or why there's controversy, um, I, I think you know to me that was my curiosity. It was how do you design you know, and so what what that leads you to is there is a certain number of uh, essential nutrients. These are nutrients that cannot be made endogenously you know, inside of you. They have to be consumed from your environment. I think it's twenty seven or thirty, whatever it is. Um, and, and I look at a plant-based diet, and again, there's so many reasons why a plant-based diet is just completely and totally the right way to eat, um, but there are some missing nutrients, right? Like, you, you don't need a degree to understand that, like, there is no B12 in a plant, you know, it, it, it comes from a soil bacteria, right? There is no way to get two omega-3 fatty acids called DHA and EPA unless you eat a tremendous amount of seaweed. That is the only plant in which you will find um, those two fatty acids. Um, it's arguable whether or not uh, seaweed is a prokaryote or a plant, but let's just assume for argument's sake, you're not getting enough of this fatty acid because at least in Western cultures, we don't eat a lot of seaweed. And even if you did, you would literally have to eat tons of it because it's a fat and there's not a lot of fat content. Mm -hmm. So. I uh, got together with a dear friend of mine, Matt Frazier, who's the founder of No Meat Athlete, and we were talking about, you know, why why doesn't that exist, right? Because all of us are sort of rolling our own solution by buying three different bottles of these nutrients, and and for him, and and then for me, um, it was more than that because the story continues. You know, zinc gets blocked by phytates. Um, yes, you can rinse phytates off your beans. But most of us don't, right? You know, and so uh, the like I say, it was sort of a no-brainer. You know, why don't we just put all of these nutrients into one bottle? You know, again, he was running uh, a business called No Meat Athlete, which connects with millions of plant-based athletes around the globe. And so there was our channel to get this product out into the world, at least validate that there was something here that more than just two people wanted it. But we kind of said to ourselves, you know, let's do this thing. And worst comes to worst, at least we'll have the product that we want, you know, probably like a lifetime supply of it because <laughs> you have to produce a minimum amount. Um, and that was really how it was born. And so we went to work, built a website, sent out a few emails to the No Meat Athlete uh, community to see if anybody else was interested. And, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> This is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool story. And I also, I mean, I appreciate your just candid, candid response. How long have you been active with Compliment? I don't remember how long I've been taking it. Uh, we are into our fourth year. So I think fourth three, year. three, four years. And now we're, we're working on our fourth. So I think I probably heard your uh, interview on um, Thought for Food podcast with Aaron and Jackson. I think that's how I originally learned about you. And I, I think I started uh, buying it pretty, pretty early on. I mean, again, I was compelled by your story and I really appreciated 
your just the thought process and, and transparency of how you were sourcing the ingredients. And I'd like to get into it maybe just a little bit for listeners, because it's, it's just, it's mind blowing to me how different the process can be. And I would imagine definitely d- different the output as well. But uh, I, through this whole time, I really, really appreciated how connected you've stayed with, with the community and with, with the people who are purchasing the product. I mean, every time, if there were any updates on the product, if you're adding anything, we like all learned what, what were you doing? Why were you doing it? What was the science behind it? If there were any uh, sourcing or logistics delays, you made sure to communicate and over-communicate. And I just really, really appreciated that, that side of the business um, while you know, I, I never felt like I was necessarily sold to because you just like stayed so open and transparent about the, the whole process. So I just want to put that out there. But let's get let's get first into the, the sourcing and tell us how what do you differently? Why is complement different from like another B12 that you can buy at Walmart or CVS or whatever? Sure. Um, great question. And again, I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to share the story. Um, you know, I think the thing that, that you ask yourself is, um, would you be proud to give this to your 18-month-old child? And, you know, for any listeners who don't have kids, um, I can tell you, I care way more about him than I do myself. <laughs> so I, that's what I always use as the litmus test. And so that's honestly, you know, it, it sounds good like a marketing pitch, but, but that's the litmus test, you know? We won't produce things. Uh, again, you know, my partner, Matt Frazier, he has two uh, little ones, a boy and a girl, 11 and seven years old, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, and so much of what we do is driven by that. You know, we uh, just by way of example, we produced a protein powder because when we looked at what was available to give our kids, there's just nothing that, that passed our standards as people who have been in the industry have learned the dark secrets um, and frankly want to be, you know, feel good about consuming this and giving it to our small children. Um, and so, again, a great example, you know, we were encouraged to use a rice protein. It's really cheap. It's really abundant. It's got um, some good amino acid profiles, right? But but rice is notoriously high in arsenic, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, we wouldn't feel good about giving that to our kids, you know? Likewise, you can uh, print on a protein package um, proprietary blend. You can actually put that in the ingredient list. And what that does is render the ingredient list useless to the consumer because it allows you essentially to hide the percentages of ingredients within that bag. So. For us, we looked at it and said, we have nothing to hide. We think you should know exactly the percentages of all of the items that we're putting into this bag. So we actually print those percentages on the front of the bag. And in the back of the bag, you'll see it matches up exactly with that ingredient panel and doesn't include anything like proprietary blend. You know? And then thirdly, it's the third-party testing and the certification. So just using that protein as an example, you know, we, um, we abide by a standard called Prop 65. It's a California law that is like a thousand times more strict than any federal law in terms of the heavy metal content that you can have in each serving of your product, right? So we're based in Colorado, of course. We have no need 
to abide by the California law. There's plenty of ways to get around it. Most manufacturers do, but we feel really good about spending more sourcing ingredients that have the lowest possible heavy metal count so we can, like I say, feel really good about giving it to our kids. So those are just a few of the examples that, like I say, all kind of go under the umbrella of what I feel really good giving this to my siblings and my parents and my kids, you know, because there's no stronger test than, than being proud of a product than that. Thank you for that. Uh, and I was, uh, I was just pulling out because I was looking at the um, FDA website earlier about the regulations of supplement industry. And basically what it comes down to, because I remember that's something I was looking into like earlier too, that basically what it comes down to, that it's not really like a very strict regulation about vitamins and supplements that are on the market. So any kind of strict regulate, any kind of strict standards, if there are any, that companies hold themselves to is are self-imposed. So like, like you mentioned, the, the California standard that you're following, again, like you, don't, you don't have to do that. So I think that just puts things into perspective for consumer because I think as, as Americans, we think that we can walk into a store and anything that we can buy from the shelf is safe, is effective, and, and does what it says it's going to do on the bottle. But in fact, that is, this is very, very, very far from the truth. And that's why you have to, to do your own due diligence when you're buying things, especially things like vitamins and supplements. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, a tough, uh, it's a tough topic. And for those who are interested, I recommend uh, one book called Salt, Sugar, Fat. It's about the broader food industry, but walks through a lot of how um, these trends emerged. Uh, there's also some great works by a woman named Miriam Nestle. Um, I'm blanking on the specific book, but she gets much more into the food law and the regulations surrounding it. And, uh, and what I say is it's not, it's not like you want the federal government to come in and regulate this um, in, in these incredibly strong terms. And you would think that I'd say you do want that, but, but the counter argument is, shouldn't you allow people the right to ingest whatever substance they want. And I'm not, you know, getting into like, you know, um, uh, psychedelics and, you know, the treatments of post-traumatic stress disorder. I know there's a lot of substance abuse. It's a very sub uh, significant and uh, important topic. Um, and there's also the, the counter argument about, you know, criminality of, of marijuana and, and psychedelics and, and medical settings. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm just saying, do you really want the federal government to say what you can and cannot eat? And in the 90s, what was decided about Congress, uh, again, I'm not saying um, this is right or wrong. I believe the regulation is called Deshay. Um, and uh, the idea is, you know, hey, if somebody wants to eat these mushrooms, right, then, then they should be allowed to, right? And so as a result, you have this patchwork of regulations where states have stepped in like California and put in a great law. I think Prop 65 is a great law. I'm, I'm happy to say that strongly um, because heavy metals has no place in food and we should regulate that. It, it is in the public health's best interest. But there is this other counter argument where it's like, well, what about maca? You know, it's a South American root. Um, it's great for metabolism, mental acuity. You know, I take maca in my protein powder. Like, I think it's great. I have the right to decide that as an individual, 
and it's not regulated like some drug or something and, and super expensive as a result. So, so I think it's, it's a more complicated topic, but, but suffice it to say, you know, look for brands that you can really trust. And for us, you know, we publish our third party results. To my knowledge, there are very few companies who are willing to go that far and say, you know, you guys know everything we know, you know, and sometimes like, yes, there, there are heavy metals in our products. They're natural products. You know, you can't find vegetables that don't have these metals from the earth, just like copper and zinc, right? Like there are good ones and there are less good ones. And so these things are naturally abundant. If you want to know about that, we're happy to tell you they're published on our website. And I think that's what you have to do. Like you say, is, is look for companies that are willing to go the extra mile in terms of trust and transparency. And, and we're really proud to do that. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I commend you for the transparency because that comes up again and again. And I was just looking at my notes for preparation for this conversation and I had like transparency all over it. But uh, I, I really like the fact that, again, when you talk about the, the, the product that you produce is you talk about, you know, what would you would you give it to your child or would you give it to, to those who are close to you? Would you give it to your wife? And this is really this is really a gold standard. And then also with all of your combined expertise um, and, and experience between you and Matt, the other Matt, Matt Frazier, <laughs> in, in both being just it's so engaged with the vegan community and adhering to the needs of the, those who are on a plant-based diet, vegan diet, as well as those who, are, uh, who, who do strenuous exercise and are athletes and understanding what all of those supplements are that, that our body needs and making sure that you source the absolute best quality ingredients. I think that is that is just invaluable. Um, as you think uh, with as you think about going forward and um, introducing maybe other products or grow, further growing the company, what is your do you have an idea? Are there any additional lines that you think you're coming out? Or is it a secret? You know, um, well, no, it's it's not a secret. I'll I'll tell you how how we look at it. Um, uh, our philosophy is that you just need to eat whole or very minimally processed fruits and vegetables and of course seeds and legumes um, and, and complement those with the nutrients that may be um, impossible or hard to find or easily found but blocked by you know something in terms of absorption, like I mentioned, phytates and zinc. Okay. So it's difficult for us to really produce more um, products. That's why in four years, we've really only produced two or three, if you count our, our spray. Um, it's because we believe strongly that fruits and vegetables is really all you need to be healthy. Um, and then complementing with those nutrients is really just the insurance policy. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, and we haven't spoken about this publicly, um, we have been experimenting with a uh, a whole food way of delivering compliment. It's a little uh, pineapple bite. Um, I don't have one with me, um, but uh, and we've just launched a new brand called Plant Bites, which is uh, an energy product for um, for athletes. But but again, you know that's not uh, so. There's the compliment one, and we're experimenting with it. We're not. Uh, like I say, it's not public yet because we haven't quite nailed it. Mm -hmm. um, but then for other products, you know, like I said, it's it's really about looking for need. Um, and there's no need for anything more 
than fruits and vegetables, um, except for athletes, which is why we've launched this new brand called Plant Bites. Um, because when you look at the market there, uh, the the goos, the powders, the gels, the gummies, it's it's candy. Um, and for many endurance athletes, for many athletes, you know, for for corporate athletes just trying to get through the day, a lot of times you'll eat whatever you can find in order to fuel your body. I mean, it's amazing to me, these world champion ultra athletes that are uh, you know, literally fuel with Coke, you know, with Oreos for the vegans, um, because you just, you need to consume so many calories uh, to fuel your body by going for glucose, right? Straight sugar is a really effective way but at the end of it, you feel awful, right? Your stomach, your digestive issues, right? Like it's just, and for those of us who believe in a whole plant-based diet as the healthiest way to eat, why would you fuel with something that is so contrary to that concept, right? Like literally straight candy. And so what we've launched or what we will be launching over the next uh, month, um, we're recording this uh, in the first week of August. So depending on when you're listening to this, you may be able to find um, or plantbites.com uh, uh, or go sign up on the No Meat Athlete website and you'll get the first uh, notification over the next few weeks. Um, but we've created a whole food plant-based energy bite. You know, it's literally, you know, figs and dates, or we have another that's mangoes and bananas and a third that's uh, tart cherry. And they're mixed with superfoods like turmeric for of course it's yeah, an anti-inflammation um you know beet uh beet is a vasodilator it sends more blood to your your muscles um so we really think we've got something special there uh, but again a little off topic you asked about new products <laughs> to us there won't be any new complement products because frankly we've created the perfect complement and we stand by the fact that we're not going to just sell stuff you know we've our, our initial formulation has been ripped off by no fewer than, I think, four people now just blatantly took our formula and are producing it in their own brand, which, you know, fine. You know, I, I don't think they're doing it as well as us. They certainly don't make their third-party testing available. Um, but we've seen just recently, actually, one of those brands is selling a sleep aid. You know, they're selling a, a greens powder, right? Uh, iodine drops, right? They're selling anything because they're just trying to make money. And frankly, it's really easy. You know, I could call up six different manufacturers and say, I'd like 2,000 bottles of iodine. I'm going to send you a label, print it, package it, ship it to me. Like, it's very, very easy to white label nutrients. It happens every single day in this country. Um, that's just not what we're going to do. We have no interest in just selling things for the sake of selling them. You know, we're really focused on spreading the message that you know, vegans should complement their plant-based diet in order to thrive in the long run. I love that. So for, for those listening, if you want to check out more or just look at the website, look at what, what are the, the ingredients in the supplement, you just go to lovecomplement.com. And uh, again, the Matt's team is amazingly responsive. As he said, you can, you can email them. They have the, the, all of their uh, results and all the details published on their website so you can look at it more. And uh, uh, in, in my experience, I've been taking it for a few years now. I've done uh, two uh, labs. I've done labs two years in a row and I have sufficient amount of B12, even though I've been vegan for a while now. So for me, it definitely worked. Uh, so I'm a big fan. Um, 
met before. I know I'm going to be respectful of your time. I have just one more final question to ask you. But before I do that, do you have any final thoughts that you wanted to share with the, with the listeners? No, you know, I, I, I would imagine, um, based on the subject nature of, of your podcast, that we're talking to a lot of vegans. So the parting words that I usually leave uh, is to get interested in your own health, you know, experiment, right? Um, I think it's amazing how many people go through their life assuming that they should eat some way and never actually testing it. So like, Try out not, you know, drinking for a month. See how you feel. Cut out caffeine. See how you feel. You know, for those who aren't vegan, you know, just like aim for 80%. We have a service called 80-20 plants mm -hmm. that you can talk to an on-demand uh, nutritionist or a registered dietitian, and, uh, and they'll help you walk through, you know, going plant-based. But I just encourage folks to get, you know, there, there are a lot of answers out there. Like I said, just be curious you know, go get a blood test, see what your cholesterol is, you know, like they'll, your doctor might tell you that, you know, 180 is normal. Well, that's just because it's average in this country. You know, find out for yourself because I am not a licensed physician and I'm not giving medical advice, but find out for yourself what are, you know, optimal levels of cholesterol and lipids in your blood. Um, and, and you might stumble upon the lifestyle that I did, which is eating a plant-based diet. So, you know, get curious, take stock of your health and, uh, you know, cause no one else is going to help you. And prevention is, uh, you know, a pound of, what is it? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you, Matt. Matt, so uh, we spoke again before the show and uh, uh, we seem to share uh, a common love for Dalai Lama. And the name of my podcast is Follow Your Kind. So it's all about um, exploring what uh, kindness means to different people so that other people can maybe try it out and follow their own version of kindness. So my question to you is what, what does kind mean to you and how do you get to follow it in your daily life? Oof, that's a, that's a tough one. I have a lot of sympathy for the people I've interviewed in the past when I give <laughs> them tough questions. Um, you know, I, I, I relate kindness probably mostly to mindfulness. Um, and that's not just because of, of the Dalai Lama or anything related to, you know, meditation. Um, but this morning I was struck, uh, you know, I'm blessed to live in the forest. And uh, I saw a little squirrel with another, I'm sorry, I saw a big squirrel with a little squirrel in its mouth um, running down a tree and then up another tree. And I was really curious because I didn't think that squirrels were you know carnivorous uh you know I, so I was like maybe it's maybe it's a baby I've like I've lived up here for three years we see bears deer foxes like we're very much in the animal kingdom never seen this uh and so I just watched for a little bit and and it you know <laughs> truly and this sounds like I'm making the story up just to fit the question but like I really thought to myself that if more people could take a moment and think about, you know, uh, being a parent and having a child and, and how animals do the exact same thing, right? It's so easy for those of us who think that way to make a connection between the love we feel, the pain we would feel, you know, and, and yet there's such a disconnect between, you know, for most unfortunately for most people in this country and others, um, you know, there's a, there's a huge disconnect between 
you know, how we uh, empathize with humans um, and not with animals. And so I watched this squirrel go up the tree, came down. I was like, you know, focused on this branch, you know, because I wanted to see if this this baby squirrel would move or, or what the story was, right? And I was really happy to say that it moved. And I was just thinking to myself that, you know, here's a mom, I assume a mom, maybe a dad, um, who's, you know, trying to protect this baby and hiding it, you know, high up in the tree branches. And, and again, it just really made me mindful. So, you know, to me, I suppose, I, I don't know if the word kindness matters, but, but the thing I would love to see more of in the world is the mindfulness to kind of stop and reflect and, and think more deeply about uh, whatever it is that you're looking at, you know, whether it's a tree with no animals, whether it's a homeless person, whether it's, you know, uh, a, a crying child and you have to practice patience. You know, I, I think just being able to control those emotions, being a little bit more mindful, we'll all be in a much better place if we can do that. Mm. I love that. It's, it's a much needed message, especially in our days today when I feel like all the stakes are higher and everybody is very sensitive. So yeah, very much needed. Matt, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate everything that you do. I appreciate all of the curiosity that you bring uh, to this show and to our listeners and the encouragement to follow their curiosity with passion. Uh, I appreciate all of the uh, good that you bring to the world with through the businesses that, that you are participating with. And I definitely hope that our conversations will uh, continue after this and maybe we can get you back on the show once you release your either next product or open your next business or maybe publish your book. <laughs> The, the other two will happen before I publish the book. Uh, there, there are a lot of books out there, unfortunately, <laughs> so the world doesn't need to hear more from me. But I appreciate the opportunity to share my story nonetheless. Yes, thank you so much, Matt.